Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Perez, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, we are back. It is post draft time and uh, uh, it's been exciting. We've been talking for about 25 minutes <laughs> before we even started recording this. So, uh, Sarah, how are you doing? What's going on with you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm excited to be back. I, I was telling you both before we hit record that the last you know month and a half or however long we were gone, I, I've lost track at this point that every week it felt like I was forgetting to do something and it was really bothering me. You know, it's like when you leave the house and you're like, I feel like I'm forgetting something and I don't know what it is and it's driving me crazy and I can't think of it. That's just how it would feel like at the end of, of every day and at, toward the end of the week. And then today when I was looking at my calendar and I went, oh, yeah, we have the podcast. We're, we're back. It, it all that feeling disappeared and it felt right again. So I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that we, I, we have a lot to catch up on. A lot, I, all it took for us uh, was, you know, to go away for a while for some Packers news to finally happen. <laughs> but excited to, to catch up with you guys and, and hear what you've been up to, too. Yeah, we went dark for the draft, and then it was like, oh, now Aaron Rodgers finally go. We we were on watch. I mean, I don't remember how long ago it was now, but Sarah, you had like a work event. And you're like, we all feel Aaron Rodgers getting traded today. You were like, I will drive home like 80 miles an hour, <laughs> and I will get there in time to podcast if he's traded today. And that was like two months ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, that was two or three I don't months even remember ago. Remember when like. that was at this yeah. point. Yeah. So we just need to go dark for a bit, and then yeah, everything happened. So yeah, it's it's. I mean, we've talked about it. It's great to be back uh, talking to you guys. Um, excited you know we which we, we usually keep in touch uh while we haven't been recording i feel like we've not done a ton of it uh during during this little break here but awesome to see you guys as always and yeah happy to talk happy to talk about football because we got a lot to catch up on and then i know next week we're gonna be like we don't have anything to talk about so <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna burn through all the good stuff tonight man yeah it's been uh it's been a minute since we've talked and um no, i moved into a new apartment so i'm super excited about that and outside of that, I mean, yeah, we've got a lot actually to, to kind of catch up on because, you know, people want to hear the things that we talk about. And that still blows my mind 
but they do. So let's let's break it down. Let's talk about a couple of things that have been going down since we last talked. Number one, uh, we almost forgot, but uh, Aaron Rodgers was traded from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets. He then showed up promptly and participated in offseason training. How do you guys feel about, you know, the haul that they got, uh, seeing him in the number eight and all the, you know, the things that he said? Like, Dusty, tell me how you how this all has felt for you emotionally. It's, it was weird. I, I assume I'm kind of like most people in that, like, I, I went through all that stuff, man. Like, when it was, he went on McAfee, or even before that, it was as soon as it's going to be traded. But he went on McAfee and was like, I intend to play next year, and I intend to play with the New York Jets. And it was like, all right, like, any of the feelings that you have at that point, the feelings that I had, you know, great watching his career, all of that stuff, and, like, the actual, we knew it was coming, we assumed it was coming, but the finality of him moving on and playing somewhere else, like, we dealt with that stuff like months before the actual trade happens. When the actual trade happened, it was like, all right, cool. Like I, I don't really feel anything else about this because I feel like I already been through that. Um, so that was, I mean, it was, you know, I still, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch him play next year. I, I, I hope he plays fine. I guess I'm also, I'm very curious to see how that goes. I've talked about it here before, but like not just when the floor came in, but with new weapons, new system, anything, it takes him a while to get going. So I, I think that the, the the thought that he's going to come in and immediately like set the world on fire. Uh, I've talked about this before too. Like you've got this, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to burn the world down, buddy. He lost he lost at home when Favre was getting his number retired. If he wanted to, when they still were not on good terms, if he wanted to burn the world down, buddy, that would have been the night to burn the world down. It was against the bears. Like I just, I think there's this whole thing about, he's going to, he's going to just go just super, supersonic. I don't know. He's almost 40. Um, and I, I, so I'm excited to see what happens there. Obviously I like the number eight. Um, the thing that made me laugh that I did not see a whole lot about, there's a whole thing last year about like Romeo Dobbs had a thing where he was like, Rogers doesn't hang out with me outside. Of, like I've never hung out with him outside of, outside of the anything like, and everyone's like, well, he's so young. He's so young. He's like, he's palling it up with sauce Gardner, man. They're going to games together. They're meeting Jessica Alba together. And it's like, he's younger than Dobbs, man. Like, so there's, there's this weird, just this weird thing of like, he, I don't know why you think Roger needs to hang out with that guy. It doesn't matter that he's his teammate. He's young. What does he have in common with him? And then he's like, well now sauce Gardner's his best friend. So yeah. Sauce Gardner is younger than me. You guys like to make fun of me for how young I am. He's younger than I am. So just put that in perspective. Yeah. Guys, he's in, I'm sorry. Uh, this isn't right. Rogers defending. He's in New York. Like, what was he going to do with Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay? Be like, hey, man, you want to go with the Culver's? Yeah, let's go there to Culver's. All, there was all talk. I remember, do you remember Z's first year? And it was like all of this, like Roger, like Z would like have people over to his house, like all the time, like weekly. Guys would come over, and it was guys from offense and defense that Rogers would go over there occasionally, and other guys, like just to hang out. Like, man, there's not a lot to do in Green Bay, but like those, you make your own fun, right? You take trips to Milwaukee, or they took a trip to Milwaukee or Chicago at some point. Like, the I point, point is, I understand what you're saying. There's also the, the fact that like he was going to like Knicks games and Rangers games and all sorts well, but of he cool also, stuff. But like- he also didn't like he 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 clearly had checked out at that point, which yeah, is absolutely. fine. And again, like I'm not saying he should have hung out with Romeo Dobbs. I think like from an optics perspective, it's all so much was spent on he he signed with the Jets and he's like signs in. It's my first day here, and then immediately walks on the practice field. There's a lot of ink spilt on the fact that he's now doing like the optional stuff, which fine, whatever. And like, no one's mentioned the fact that there was actually a huge story about the fact that like he was not hanging out with younger teammates. And now he's like, I'm with sauce Gardner. Now it's just, it was, 
everything about it's been weird and surreal with like all the people, things people complained about Rogers from his personality perspective over the past year. Like a lot of those things are now gone because he's like, he's smiling and he's out. Like, I just think I'll, I'll end here. Cause I've been talking for a while. I think it was very clear, very apparent that both sides needed a break from each other. Like, I think everyone, like you look at uh, the people at the podium and Lafleur, everyone seems like they're stepping a little bit and Rogers is smiling a little more. I think both of both sides just need to get away from each other at, at this point. And there's, there's no issues with that. And I just, I like that everyone's happy. I just like that everyone's happy, I guess. It's very, it's very like, it gives off the ex-girlfriend vibes a lot. Yes. Uh, like th- there's so many people that are upset on Twitter and it's so funny uh, to me just to kind of watch the whole thing go down. But it's like, well, he never did that with us. Like now he's doing that with them. Why is he doing that? Like he like, was doing that. He did OTAs up until like two years ago when he started having all of his like weird stuff with right. the front but office. Two like years he ago, did he stopped, that. he stopped doing that stuff. Correct. Yeah. That's when he said, yeah, he, mm-hmm. he did emotion. He emotionally checked out of the relationship, Dusty. And now he found a new partner and a new girlfriend. And he's, he's doing all those things that, mm-hmm. that he was wasn't doing with us anymore and it hurts my heart no, it doesn't I would actually say though it, it is just weird more than anything i dusty i i think you, you hit the nail on the head we had already accepted this it wasn't a shock it's not like you know the, the Devonte adams thing the Devonte adams trade that's completely different it was like hey we thought he'd come back there were some rumors and then all of a sudden there's a Schefter tweet that's like yeah, yeah he's been traded that catches you by surprise. That makes your heart break a little bit. With the Aaron Rodgers thing, like you said, it was a toxic relationship, Steve, and we were the outsiders that were like, it's time. It's best for both of you to go different ways. But I will say that this media tour that he's going on at some time points has been ridiculous. The whole comment about, <laughs> oh, well, the Mets called and said I could throw out the first pitch, but the Yankees haven't. Like, Shut up. I don't care. Like, <laughs> just, it's just things like that that annoy me. But I get it, and it's whatever. It's I, like the ex-boyfriend going on blast on social media when he never used to. Yeah, it, it's exactly that. It's like, oh, they never post on social media now I'm a, or on Snapchat. Now I'm going to post on my Snap story every single day and show you all how much fun I'm having without you. You know, it's totally that. Mm-hmm. But all I have to say is I'd like to revisit this conversation six months from now and see what happened. Because, of course, everybody's happy right now. Mm -hmm. In Aaron Rodgers' mind, in the Jets' mind, everybody is winning. But if they start losing, if things don't go the way that both parties plan, then it's going to go downhill quickly. It's going to get ugly. And that's why I, as a Packers fan – I feel okay with all of this because it's out of Green Bay's hands. Green Bay just has to cross their fingers and hope he plays 65% of snaps, which he absolutely will unless he gets injured like the first or second week of the season. And that's all that that we need to hope for. And whatever else happens doesn't matter. Uh, So I feel like I'm in a good place because of that, as someone who supports the Green Bay Packers and all the other hoopla that's going on. I'm just going to laugh it off and and kind of roll my eyes, but but move on. But it it was when it happened, it was such a relief 
honestly, I was at work and my office door was open and my office is like located in the middle of our office. So if I say something like everyone can hear it and I got the notification on my phone and I just started shouting, they did it. They did it. They did it. (laughs) (laughs) And one of my colleagues was like, did they trade Aaron Rodgers? And I'm like, they did. <laughs> and that's just how we found out in my office. It was it was cathartic. I will admit it. It was good that it finally happened. That's amazing. That is like the best trade story I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Listen, I just everybody that's listened to this show, especially for the past year, knows how happy I am that I don't have to sit and watch the <laughs> Pat McAfee show every Tuesday anymore. I like Pat McAfee. I like the show. I saw that actually today he's going to ESPN, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But we all know that those Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays were turning into hour, hour and 15 minute long lectures at times. I don't even know how to describe it, but that's an lectures, hour I can get back good. In in my mm-hmm. week um and i can watch you know something i enjoy while i'm eating dinner instead <laughs> yeah i mean i think the biggest thing i took away i i appreciate brian gutekunst even more man like we were sitting here like like trying to prophesize what he's gonna get for aaron Rodgers, and he stood tall and he he was messed with the jets like the fact that he was able to get that conditional first round pick for next year yeah nah, like it it has nothing to do with he, if he, if he comes back like that's huge the fact that he could do that and then only having to play 65% of the snaps like my like that's impressive that's impressive so um yeah i think you guys have said a lot about it it's it's the end of an era i think it, everybody agreed it was time and I, i'm i'm excited to see what happens in the next chapter it could suck it could be awesome we don't know but I think there's going to be some fun in that. And um, so, yeah, that's that's something I'm really looking forward to. Next up, guys, the draft. We uh, we missed that as well. And so uh, tell me, just a big takeaway. What did you – you know, the Packers got an extra second-round pick from the from the Jets. What would you guys – what did you think? Who was one of your favorite players? Like, Dusty, start me off. What is What did you love from this draft? Man, they want some offense. I I, I like the Van Espec pretty well. Um, you know, I I was hoping for an offensive weapon there, um, and they they backloaded that, which was good. I I was high on Michael Mayer. I think th- uh, that thirteen would have been too high uh, for him. Is that because his name sounds like Michael Myers and you're a horror guy? Partially, yeah. Partially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he also it doesn't have like top end speed, so he kind of moves at the same pace, much like Michael Myers. So there's there's a lot of things to love, Sarah. Um, now I'm just picturing him running with the <laughs> Halloween theme on in the background. God, oh, see, he totally man, would have done that for Halloween. Showed up in the mask. Could have done so much. We could have done so much, and now it's not here anymore. But I mean, Van S fits what they what they like to do in the first round and what they want to do defensively. And I was like, okay. I'm fine with the Van Espic because I think he's a perfectly fine player and could be very good as long as they address tight end and some receivers down the line. And Buddy did they. The Musgrave I really like. Um, Kraft I love. Jaden Reed I'm a really big fan of. I really like Dontavian Wicks. I even like uh, that seventh-round pick, uh, Grant DeBose out of Charlotte. Like, I watched him. He is a lot of fun. So, I overall, I really, really like it. I mean, you know, I, do I love that they drafted a kicker that hit, like, 70% of his kicks in college? No, no, not not particularly. Um, like, a kicker with, like, what, knee and shoulder problems? You're a kicker, man. Like, you get shoulder problems? You're a kicker, brother. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I like a lot of what they did, even like swings at guys like uh, Carrington Valentine, and Anthony Johnson Jr. At, at, in day three there. But I'm a big, big fan of what they did this draft. I'm, I think of the of all those guys, I think Tucker Craft is the guy that I'm most excited about. With Jaden Reed, like a very close second in there. But I'm, I, I really like what they did. Yeah, overall, I, I thought it was a strong draft. I, they addressed needs. They they got a lot of typical guys that fit the Packers mold. Um, and it seems like that this is the direction that they wanted to go. They feel confident in it. I also thought that maybe in the first round they would go after an offensive guy, but I like the Vanessa pick as well. Um, by the way, I, I don't want to stick on this for too long. But we need, as a Packers fan base, people need to stop commenting terrible things on the draft posts for the Packers Twitter. (laughs) It annoys me so bad. They'll be like, welcome, Tucker Craft. And uh, uh, the bottom or the comments are like, oh, they should have picked this guy, bust, whatever. Like, just like the like the tweet it's your team and move on sorry that just annoys the hell out of me and it happens every year it's like great that's their first impression of the fan base good job everyone um but anyways i'll, I'll i'm turning into steve i like love whoa, that I whoa, came whoa, back whoa, and now whoa, i'm yelling whoa, at the cloud <laughs> i mean but, that's fair but still that, that hurts a little. um the only thing that raised eyebrows for me was the Sean Clifford pick. I thought that was just interesting and random. Um, He was a guy that most people did not expect to be drafted at all, and they took him in the fifth round. So just kind of interested in what they saw. I would love to hear more about what the process was there. Uh, But that was really the big one where, you know, at that point I wasn't watching the draft live and I was just kind of checking my phone. And when I saw it, I was like, what? But other than that, it seems like a a strong draft class. You know, we're not draft experts, but as a casual draft viewer, I was pleased. In my brain, they drafted Anthony Johnson Jr. in the fifth and Sean Clifford in the seventh. And that makes me happier. I just I just flip flop where those guys were picked, and all of a sudden it's okay. I'm, I'm good. Okay, that's good to know. Um, honestly, I was disappointed with the Van Ness pick. I was uh, with JSN sitting there. I really felt like that could have solidified the offense for Jordan Love. And maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe he won't be the guy that we all thought he would be. Um, but I really thought that that could have been a really good pick, uh, just a, a really good like safety valve because you've got Romeo Dobbs, you've got Christian Watson, and you want to surround this kid with talent as much as humanly possible, and I thought that was the way to go. Don't get me wrong. I think Lucas Van Ness could potentially be good, but again, he's a project. Like He's not going to be this Im- huge impact guy right away, which I thought Jackson Smith and Jay Buck could be. Like that could have been your starting slot guy right away. And so it'll be interesting. Maybe it'll play out differently, but it just wasn't something I was a huge fan of. But again, there's probably a reason that I'm not an NFL GM and I'm not making those calls. Uh, but yeah, overall, I-, I liked what they did. I thought they probably could have found a safety a little bit earlier. Maybe that, that might have been something to address. Uh, especially considering what Joe Barry said uh, in his conference <laughs> today. We'll, we'll address that in a little bit. But 
Overall, I mean, I thought it was a very solid draft. Like they got, they addressed needs. They didn't, I didn't feel that they reached a lot outside of the, you know, the Clifford pick. <laughs> that was an interesting one. I don't know if we've gotten any explanation as to why they liked him more than anybody else in the NFL, but it was interesting. So overall, I, you know, it's a B, B minus for me, but who the hell knows? Like you need time to see what these guys can actually do in training camp or can do in the preseason games and see if they've actually got some contributors. So um, I enjoy, like I, I still enjoy the draft. like the whole process of it is so fun to watch, like the trades that come through everything and, and all the, you know, people falling, like the Levis story was, was fascinating to watch. And now they're talking about potentially cutting uh, Malik, uh, the, the quarterback that they drafted last yes. year. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, I mean, to me, those storylines are so fascinating. So I love the draft and I love the fact that we have so many people on the podcast that can break that stuff down because I'm not doing that. Like, I've got other (laughs) stuff going on, man. Like, I I love the fact that we have all these people that can do that kind of stuff. So shout out to them, everybody who contributed to the Pack-A-Day podcast for that. That was some great content. So um let's jump into the schedule that was the 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 most recent thing that just happened to sarah what do you think i love the schedule i i i'm actually so excited about the season for the packers because for the first time in years it feels like the expectations aren't as high and it's something new and i'm I'm just here for it. I'm like, let's see. It's the start of a new era. Nobody, or I hope nobody really expects them to be crazy good. So there really is like no, in my mind, there's no pressure. It's, hey, Jordan Love, this is your team now. Go out and compete and, and show the world what you've got. And as a fan, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that and just seeing how this all plays out. I absolutely love that they play the Bears in week one. Um because if Jordan Love beats the Bears right away, <laughs> we're going to be insufferable, and rightfully so. Um, and you know, based on what we know about the Bears and what we think Jordan Love can do, I think it's a real possibility. And I'm really excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be a ton of fun, and it's kind of just again like this whole season is a start of a new era, but this is now the start of a new rivalry. You know the. The owner has left, and now maybe a new owner will step in. Um, But overall, I don't think it's a super hard schedule either, which is also good and favorable for the Packers in a year where there are a lot of unknowns, at least externally for us. I think inside the building, they probably have an idea of what it's going to look like. Um, But overall, you know, they can win some of these games. Do I think that they're going to be fantastic and make the playoffs? No, but... If they somehow do and, and shock me and the world, then I'm here for it. I think it's going to be really fun because we're not really sure what to expect. And I think the offense, you know, I'm sure Dusty will talk about this a little more, is going to look completely different. Um, and you can you can already tell that, that by just the way that they're talking about it. And even some of the guys that they drafted, some of the key pieces like tight ends and involving the tight ends more and, and playing that kind of, you know, Shanahan style offense a bit more versus the Aaron Rodgers dominated offense. And I could not be more excited. And this is probably the most excited I've been for a Packers season in a while, just because it's something new. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm pumped. 
that first game too is it being in Chicago, Sarah. If Love goes in, not even just wins, but if Love happens to burn that place to the ground, there are going to be so many shots of sad Bears fans that we'll be able to use for a very long time. So there's a lot it's of things. Fine. Oh my gosh, a lot of things to be excited. The little bear mascot just getting real sad. Um, a lot of fun things. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm also I think that the way it stacks up with that first five games on the bye week. I think that stacks up pretty nice. They play, obviously we don't know until, until we get into it, but they basically one good defense. So if you're looking for, I mean, there's some of the teams could be pretty good. You know, obviously I think the Falcons got better. I don't think they're going to be good, but I think we'll talk about them a little later. And then the lions, I think we all expect them to be at least a pretty good offense this year, but the saints are like the only one with that are coming back with like a top 10 defense. that could legitimately be good. I think the bears, Falcons, lions, and Raiders, I don't think any of those defenses are going to be good. And so if we're looking for like, not even just win loss, we're looking for Jordan love to get out on the right foot and show some things offensively. Man, that's, it's not a bad start against some defenses that are going to be very, very good. And then you get the bye week and then you come back against the Broncos and, and things start cooking. But I think those first five and those opponents, and then going into the bye. I mean, it's it's. I think it's hard to ask for a better start than that. Now, if they go zero and five, that's going to look real ugly. But you've got a chance at least against some some what I, I certainly anticipate to be subpar defenses in four of those five matchups for Love to come out and and at least like look good whether or not they they win or not. I think Love could come out and actually like all right, we see what we've got here. This this looks pretty good. I mean, it should be fun. It should be a lot of fun just to watch. So, like, kind of Sarah, like Sarah, echoing what Sarah said of, you know, this is the first time that nobody's going to be thinking that the Packers should contend for the Super Bowl every single year. And you can watch these young kids develop, man. Like, it's going to be different for sure. But, I mean, like you guys said, if they can come out and just smoke Chicago and their running back that they have playing quarterback, um, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. And it's kind of one of those things that we we've talked about for the last couple of years of I'm, I'm not um, as much as I love the Packers. I'm not emotionally like, it's not going to emotionally ruin me if they lose a game. I think that may be able to hopefully go on to a couple other types of fans of their expectations are lower. So the fact that if they, they lose a game, it's not gonna. It's not gonna ruin their their day, their night, their weekend. Hopefully, um, and, and kind of get some understandings of that. So, I admire but, your optimism, Steve. <laughs> it's the off, it's the off season, man. It's the <laughs> off season, and you know, I yeah, I have high hopes for Packers fans. I'm sure those will come crashing down as soon as you know they lose their first game, and Jordan Love should be cut or traded or you know thrown in the dumpster or whatever people say that that should happen to him, but. Right now, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic, and you can't take that away from me just yet, Dusty. Just yet. I, listen, I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want to. I just I, I admire the optimism, Steve. I love it, dude. All right, so we also had one thing kind of go down today. Uh, the Packers coordinators talked, and I uh, just want to grab a couple of takeaways that each of you had from that. Uh, so we had um, Basaccia and Joe Barry and um, – uh, what's the name of the offensive guy? Stenovich. Stenovich. Okay. So Dusty, why don't you fill us back in? A couple, just a couple takeaways of things that you saw from that, those those uh, coaches. Yeah. Talking. So Stenovich, I know. Um, Sten- I watched all of Stenovich's and the other ones. I kind of cut bits, bits and pieces. One of the big things for Stenovich was they. Someone asked about uh, Zach Tom. I can't remember who it was. Maybe Bill Huber. Maybe. That's about Zach Tom. Um, and if they're gonna, they. 
So one of the best five going to be hard keeping him off the field. And so they asked Stenovich about that. And he said uh, competition on the right side is going to be pretty stiff. He said they're going to try him out a lot at right guard and right tackle, uh, it sounds like. And then he said, uh, and then even center. So it sounds like I think a lot of people kind of, from what I saw, were kind of stuck on the an even center because people really don't like Josh Myers after last year, which I don't, I don't blame him. It was an inconsistent year. But it certainly sounds like he's kind of more looking at that right side of the line with Tom, which if I'm not mistaken right now, right side of the line looks like it's Runyon and then right uh, Runyon at right guard, who I assume is fairly cemented in that spot, but they are going to try Tom there. And then uh, uh, Yash Nyman uh, at right tackle. And so it sounds like they're going to be trying him over there. They may be slotting him out of center. So kind of getting a little more, there's been a lot of speculation about Tom and if he fits in or if he's kind of that super rotation, next guy up six man, but it does sound like they're going to try to get him on the line somewhere on the right side. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked to see a lot of right tackle reps for Tom uh, at OTAs. And then, uh, you know, he kind of talks a lot about 12 personnel, um, kind of what he likes about 12 personnel, uh, which is kind of what, you, what everyone likes about, about 12 personnel. You get him in their base defense, you can kind of dumb down the defense, and then you can create your mismatches that way. And that, that was kind of in, in response to uh, Musgrave and Kraft. But, I mean, he there are a couple – that question was asked a lot about Musgrave and Kraft, or at least a few times. And every single time I was asked, he kind of preached patience. He was like, listen, we love what these guys can do. They're not going to be that uh, right away. So so he did kind of pump the brakes on them a little bit, but while also talking about, like, very excited to get them in this offense. Um, <laughs> the Barry thing, so there's a couple of Barry stuff. I didn't watch, this <laughs> I didn't, I didn't watch a ton of uh, Barry. One of his was, like, someone asked him, like, about you know defense performance this year or something he's like well we got a we got a preaching consistency because we don't have 10 we don't have time to waste 10 weeks uh this year like buddy uh, you did it last year and kept your job buddy so maybe you do maybe you can waste 10 weeks this week i don't know um that's about starting cornerbacks uh when ota started he said it's gonna be jair rasul and nixon we all assumed and then he said stokes is not clear to, to practice yet he's been in in the locker room so it's nice seeing him around there but he's not not clear to practice yet and then the good one sarah you've got the actual quote so i'll tee this up someone asked about starting safeties and he said darnell savage and so they said well, who's starting opposite darnell savage and sarah what's the quote no but that's <laughs> the great thing about the off season god tremendous what a dork. Who says that? Yeah. Who says that? I was infuriated when I saw that tweet. Take a guess, man. You got you got a dozen guys in that room. Throw Just throw a dart at the board in one of those guys, and then if it changes during OTAs, it changes during OTAs. But who did they just have? Uh, they just signed Owen, right? Uh, yeah. Just just yeah. say it's him. Just say it's him. And then if it's if someone else beats him out, it was, it was a really good camp battle. Really good camp battle. Nope. Maybe, nope. maybe, they'll, right sign, maybe they'll sign Simone Biles, too. God, man, I bet she's got range. Yeah. She could, like, do a backflip and kick a ball out of somebody's hands. That'd be awesome. Let's do I'd it, be, man. She's, already, she's in the building. She's already yeah. in the building. She's already. She's going to be at the games. You might as well sign yeah. her up because they clearly don't trust anybody else besides Darnell Savage, which, <laughs> it's not great, Bob. Not great. All right, uh, guys, we got a couple of questions. Um, you know, it's peak off season, so not a lot. Just, you know, a million people telling us how much they love the fact that we're back. So thank you guys for all those messages. But let's uh, let's get a couple of these ones. First one's from Jazz. What do we do with the offensive line? I think we should have gotten a left tackle candidate. Sarah, how do you feel about the offensive line? I think we talked about it a little bit, but what do you think about it? I'm okay with it. 
Um, right now, you have David Bakhtiari at left tackle, and you should feel good about that. Um, when he was healthy last year, he was still amazing. And I suspect that this year and after a summer of good rest that he'll probably be ready to go um, and hopefully not have um, as many things to worry about uh, with injuries. But I'm okay with the line. I think next year would be the year where they probably make some changes. But right now, they say, hey, we have a veteran to protect our our new QB, and he's going to lead that that squad, and we feel good about what we have. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good. And that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Yeah, I like the starting five. I even like the depth. Like even guys like, um, oh, what, like Rashid Walker? who was like a was seventh round pick, I think last year, they do such a good job of like developing offensive linemen that like Rashid Walker, who was seen as a steal at the time, you know, maybe he's developed into something in the offseason. I mean, Sean Ryan, who had a very rough season last year, um, but he was what a third round pick. And we all know third round pick curse, blah, 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 blah. But he had some talent. And so, you know, he'll be back in the building. Royce Newman, who has now played two years, not necessarily great, but he's got some experience and maybe he grows into something. Jake Hansen, who at times looked borderline unplayable, but that's another year in the system. And if you put him back more as more his natural position as a backup center or something, maybe there's something there. So, yeah. I, and then we talked about, yeah, the right tackle, Nyman Tom. It could be either one of those guys, which means one of those guys is then kind of coming 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 up off the bench to fill in a tackle spot. I think Nyman even filled in well at left tackle when he was out there. So I think 
of all the spots on the team, I feel better about offensive line than a lot of other spots, honestly. I, I think they were targeting someone in the draft. They may have been looking at someone in the draft. It just wasn't a heavy class for offensive linemen. There's like four. And after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. So I, I don't mind that they didn't address it. I think they'll have to do it next year. But this year, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Next question from Joe C. What's your favorite and least favorite games on the upcoming season schedule? If you could only have one fruit the rest of your life, which is it? Sarah, we'll start with you. Yeah, I talked about it before. I, I really like the week one Bears matchup, so I'm just going to say that's probably my favorite right now. My least favorite, uh, probably week 13 against the Chiefs, just because it's the Chiefs, and it's probably not going to be pretty. Um, and then a fruit that I would eat for the rest of my life, uh, strawberries, 100%, my favorite fruit year-round. I eat them every single day, um, so easy choice for me. I'll go favorite. I could have done a couple of different with this. I'll go Lions on Thanksgiving. Uh, it's because the Lions could be good this year. Thanksgiving games are usually fun. I think that's, you know, at uh, noon kickoff, I think, or, or 11, I guess, if you're in Central Time. Uh, that could be a fun game. So I'll go with that one. Um, and then least favorite, honestly, it's going to be week two against the Falcons. Um, I don't, like I said, I kind of mentioned already, I don't think the Falcons are going to be good. I think their defense is going to be bad. And so the offense could get going a little bit in that one. But the one thing, the one thing that we know the Falcons want to do is run the ball and they've got dudes, you know, Pitts isn't going to be a very good blocker, but I got Drake London is willing. Um, I mean, they've, they've offensive line is good. That's the one thing that they want to do uh, during all last year. The Packers have not done enough to show up that run defense. I just feel like that could be a very, very frustrating game. I feel like the Packers could move the ball on that defense. But that could be one kind of like the Eagles game last year. That's just, if the Eagles need like five yards, if it's a third and five, they're going to pick up 12 on the ground. It's going to look like the easiest thing in the world. So that I think that could be a very, very frustrating game uh, for the backers defense. And your fruit, you could eat the rest of your life. Orange. I've lived in Florida as a kid. So I've, uh, my parents had an orange tree in the backyard. So very specific memories about oranges. So I'm going to have to okay. go with orange. Okay. Uh, as far as a favorite game I've got for this upcoming year, I actually think, I'm going to go New Year's Eve, uh, Sunday night football with the Vikings. I think that'll be kind of cool. Um, kind of gives you something to do up until the ball drop. And then my least favorite, actually, is going to be the week before is when they're playing Carolina on Christmas uh, Christmas Eve. Noon game on Christmas Eve, that's not something that against the Carolina Panthers. Like, I'll watch it, but, like, I, you know, there's stuff I'd rather be doing on Christmas Eve than – watching uh, the Packers game. That, that, that's just me. I'm sure some of people will really love that, but yeah, not really my favorite thing. And then as far as a fruit, I could eat the rest of my life. The thing, I've, I've really been on a Honeycrisp apple kick lately. Okay. And so those ones are the ones just super crispy. And so me, my kids love them. And those are just something I'll, I'll cut them up, slice them up, and everybody eats them, a little bit of peanut butter with it. Man. Those those hit those hit well, so that would be that would be my pick. Um, next one we've got it was actually questions about the schedule first, so we'll skip that one. But is there a story or player you'll watch before training camp or into training camp? So, Dusty, let's start with you. Is there anybody you're really focused on this year? I mean, a lot of the rookie class I'm really excited about. And I think a lot of those guys have really good stories. And like like Tucker Craft, I know a lot of, a lot has been spent on kind of his his history, his story. So he's a guy I'll be rooting for. But as far as like a 
Uh, and again, that's a position that I'm really, really excited about. And I think he could be very good. So, so I'm excited about him. Um, I think for kind of a, a, someone that maybe is not quite as much shine as I mentioned earlier is, is Grant DeBose out of, out of Charlotte. I don't know if he's going to make the team, but I, if you watch him, he's got a ton of ability, uh, tr- trash talk, just a ton of trash talk that dude. Uh, but very like, speed good out of breaks like he he could be he could contribute you know as kind of a, a jet guy or something then maybe grow into something else but he's a guy i'll be keeping an eye on it's just kind of a you know he was i think he was their last pick like seventh round sleeper could potentially turn into something i just i really like him a lot so i'm, I'm gonna keep an eye on him for sure and for me it's definitely Jaden reed i'm just really curious how he's gonna compliment romeo dobbs and christian watson and i i really want to see how that plays out and um it seems like he's you know, after the draft and, and reading some profiles and things about him, there were several that said, hey, he's probably going to go in the second round, but then he'll end up outperforming people that were taken ahead of him. And I found that pretty interesting. And I, I want to see if, if that theory proves to be true. Very cool. Um, and I would say I'm looking most forward to, to Luke Musgrave. I want to see what this kid can do coming off an injury. Uh, that seemed actually kind of like a theme for the Packers draft of like, productive in 21 injured in 22 so we're going to try to steal them and and get that so uh, i'm really excited you know he's a guy who can move who has a really good catch radius and really can um stretch the field a little bit more than any of the tight ends the packers have had in a long time so i'm really looking forward to seeing what that kid can do with jordan love because you know Coming into the league, you know, that's exactly what a, a, a new quarterback wants is a, is a tight end. And he's getting thrown basically right into tight end one position. So I'm excited to see what he does and uh, what they kind of do with that position overall. So next question, we got Brian Hartstead. Um, how optimistic are you about the Packers having a winning record this year? And a food question, the best thing you've ate lately. So, Sarah, I'll start with you. What do you think about the Packers record super early on right now? I don't know. I don't feel super optimistic that they're going to have a winning record. Um, I could see them going about 500, but I I don't know. This year, I really don't know what to expect. And I know that's kind of a cop-out answer, but it, it's, it's hard to say. And we haven't even seen enough in, you know, offseason or – training camp or whatever it is to go, oh, this guy looks really good. Oh, the offense looks better. It's it's moving really quickly or whatever. But I, I don't feel great about it. But also if they don't have a winning record, I'm not going to be upset either because I understand that it's it's that sort of year. Um, and then what was the second half of that question again? I blinked. Uh, what's the best thing you ate lately? Oh, best thing I ate lately? Uh, well, if February, late February counts as lately. Sure, uh, sure. When I went to Athens, I, I think I might have mentioned this. I went to Athens, Georgia to visit my friend that was in grad school at UGA. Um, and she took us to this burger place called Clocked. And I had the best burger of my life there. And it was absolutely delicious. I got a bacon cheeseburger and I got tater tots. They had like homemade tater tots with homemade ranch. And it was delicious. I have thought about it every day since and wish I could go back. (laughs) I thought you were saying you went to Greece. And I was like, dude, how did you not tell us you went to Greece? No. no. (laughs) I was in Athens. I was like, dude. (laughs) 
No, I like the idea of her. I like that she didn't clarify it and said, well, I went to Athens. I had the best burger. And Steve's like, dude, they have other food there. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's not what you get in Greece. Like, no, I mean, Mediterranean and Greek food is like my favorite type of food. So I would absolutely not be eating a burger unless it was like a lamb burger or something like that. But sure. no, this was just a really freaking delicious burger in Athens, Georgia. Steve. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification, Sarah. Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I, I right now, listen, dude, it's the offseason. Like Sarah said, we haven't seen these guys. We've not gotten uh, breathless reports out of training camp, but Jordan Love has not had a ball hit the ground yet, or Jordan Love is throwing every second ball five yards in front of his receiver. We've not gotten any of those yet. So right now, I'm, I'm feeling fairly optimistic. I think, you know, part of this is uh, Hope Springs Eternal. Part of this is I'm pretty high on Jordan Love, and I like what the team's at. Part of this is I'm looking at the schedule and going, some of these teams are like, like the Bucks and Rams might be some of the worst, te- like two of the worst teams in the league this year, and they play both of those. So, you know, and it hasn't started yet, but right now I'm feeling pretty good. I don't think it's going to take a lot to have a winning record. Now, will they make the playoffs? I don't, I don't know. But right now I'm feeling fairly optimistic that they will have a winning record. So I will say that I'm feeling very optimistic that they're going to have a winning record this year. Next week, I may change my answer. This is, this is very fluid. Um, and best thing I ate lately, there's a street. This was a so birria tacos. We've talked about birria tacos on this on this uh, show before. There's a, twice, a, yeah. a fantasy football guy uh, that I did his podcast like year like a year ago, uh, Jorge Martin. And he told me he's like, get birria tacos, they'll change your life. And Jorge, brother, you were absolutely correct. I've had them before, but they're they're not close to me. My sister found a spot that's within a five minute drive from me. That's a local kind of street taco place. They've got beyond the birria stuff. They've got just like a, like a straight, like, like a steak street taco. That's incredible. So I've been, I've been a few times, um, you know, I've been a few times. I'll just, I'll say that to get birria tacos and they're not, not badly priced. So that's been, that's the best thing I've eaten lately is birria tacos from a local street taco place. Do they have the queso birria tacos? The ones with the cheese melted in them as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you had those? I have. Okay. Good. They are quite good. Yep. Yep. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Appreciate you looking those, out. Those are like my absolute <laughs> favorite, like fat dude things. Like you just like, you have, oh yeah. Yeah. Those are um, unbelievable. So um, I actually think that the Packers might have a winning record and I actually crazy, crazy enough. I think they might make the playoffs. It's not a statement of how good the Packers are, but I think it's a statement about how bad the NFC is going to be this year. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where, like, you look and uh, you see all these things, like especially Aaron Rodgers leaving the Packers, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, what's the uh, the hierarchy of the NFC quarterbacks? And you start looking at it, and you're like, oh, God, like they got what? like Daniel Jones on like the top six. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> He's like third. This is you're like, oh no, oh no. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a weak weak division still, and it's a weak conference. And so I mean, if they can have the defense, I know I'm saying these things now. If they can have the defense <laughs> come together, you know they they've got 11 million first round picks on the defense and. If they, you know, Jordan Love can be serviceable and and let Aaron Jones and Christian Watson and these guys do the things that they do, it makes sense to me that they put, like, especially with the, the softness of their schedule, I I can see it. I can see a path to a six or seven seed. That's what I can see right now. 
So yeah, I, I think it's possible. And then the best thing I've eaten recently. Um, so I told you guys I moved into a new apartment. So the last couple of days, like last week or so, like I haven't had utensils or whatever. So I've ordered out a lot and I got a smoked brisket burger from, from what Sarah, what's it called, Sarah? A shadow restaurant? A ghost kitchen. Ghost kitchen. Uh, so I ordered it on Uber Eats and it was from like Burger Palace or some random ass name. And then all of a sudden I found out it actually came from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> but oh my God, it was unbelievably delicious. It was a double cheeseburger, but it was smoked brisket and mad. It was, it hit, it hit really well. So um, if, if that ever comes around to you, I would definitely suggest it. So um Next one we're going to go to is Robbie. When do you think the best time for a bye week is? Dusty, I know you have some thoughts on this. We'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, I typically like later ones. Um, you know, I think last year was a little weird just because they were coming off London. I know they had the they had the ability to go uh, earlier later, and they chose later, and that was that was poor decision. You know, in, in retrospect, that was a poor decision. For the most part, I like it, especially if you think. I guess I would like it <laughs> as a Packers fan who has seen a lot of winning seasons. That that assumes that your team is going to make the playoffs, and if you assume you're going to make the playoffs, I like the later buy because it kind of gives you a chance to kind of have the majority of your season, take a breath get a little healthy, make some tweaks heading into the playoffs. This year, I am not nearly as confident they're making the playoffs. So I like that you're kind of seeing what Jordan Love is. I like that this, I like the week six. I like that first five stretch of games. You can kind of see, all right, is the offense working? Is the offense isn't working? You're working in some rookies. You're you're working in a first-time quarterback, you know, even, even though he's not a rookie quarterback. What worked? What didn't? Because I know last year they made defensively and offensively they made some some tweaks in that in the during the bye week, and it was just a little too late at that point. Now you've got a five game sample with your young core. What worked? What didn't? Do we want to shuffle someone around the offensive line? Do we like our receiving core where they're at? Do we want to shift some of those guys around? How are the tight ends coming along? How's Love doing? What concepts are good? Do we need to expand the playbook? Do we need to like pare down the playbook? I think there's so many things with this iteration of the Packers that I really, really like this week six by. So so normally later, um, but I think this year I saw that week six by and I was like, okay, this this feels perfect. Uh, kind of exactly what they need for where they are just as a team uh, this, this offseason. I like a buy typically a couple weeks after the halfway point of the season. I think that's a good opportunity to reset it. The team obviously knows, okay, we're halfway through this. Let's, you know, rest, recover. If there are injuries, it gives guys a chance to get healthy again. Um, but I agree with you, Dusty. I think this year it's sort of a unique situation. So having an early buy may play to the Packers advantage, but if I had to choose every year, I would say, oh, you know, maybe week 11 or week 12, somewhere around there. And I think I'm, I'm much more the later, the later buy, like I, I would, I want them to rest up, but you know, that's always, the injuries pile up as the season goes on. And if you can get that by later, a little bit later, I think that's the way to go. It, to me, it sucks that it comes so early. I, I made a joke in my head about that one, but uh, <laughs> Good Lord. we're back. <laughs> we're back. We're officially back. Cause yeah, that, that, uh, all I saw was Michael Scott in my head and uh, yep. Okay. I think that's enough talk about the vibe. Last question. Sarah, are you really sad that you came back this week? 
And she was writing something down on her she pad. She literally has her hands, her, head. <laughs> her hands are on her head right now. I just, you told on yourself. Nobody said anything, and you just stopped yourself to do that. Why? The Michael Scott meme of, that's what she said. It just was literally in my head, and I couldn't get past it. I just I'm pulling get up my it. sheet now, so thank you. It only took 47 <laughs> minutes for us to. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, last question uh, is from Chris B. Who is a player not many people are talking about that you think will have a productive season? So, Sarah, we'll let you write. Dusty, who do you think is going to be somebody that's going to contribute this year? Nobody's really talking about it. Man, I've been all about aboard the Josiah Deguara hype train uh, since he was drafted. I think this is the year, baby. I think this is the year. Really? This is it. I listen. Tight ends take a while, anyway. Uh, I mean, it's two, year two or three by the time they by the time they actually start hitting. Generally speaking, Deguara had that injury. I think he you know drafted COVID year. He had the injury. Beyond that, he's kind of playing the halfback role, so he's learning a little more because he's learning a little more about the kind of backfield blocking and all that stuff as well. <laughs> also. I think Aaron Rodgers hated that dude's guts. So you can buy <laughs> all of those things together. Tight ends usually don't hit till year three. He's kind of more of a hybrid guy. And Aaron Aaron Rodgers hated him. Like I think Love stood up or at least went to DeGuar's wedding. When when Love's out there, I know whether it's preseason, whether the, whether he's in the game, Love finds Josiah DeGuar. And I think based on how they used him in the blocking game last year, how he was able to produce, like not produce, I guess, but how he was able to kind of open things up with the kind of modified version of the running game they went to kind of post by. I think really proved his worth on the field uh, in a way that I think he ha- I think he had been good before, but I think he showed a lot in the last half of last year. And you combine that with Jordan Love seems to like him, and Jordan Love likes to find ways to get him the ball. As it seems like, I, I think this is the year. Now I don't think he's going four thousand yards or anything, but I think if you if you look at what he does in the run game and what he can give you in the passing game, and, and Love liking him, I think he's going to I think he's going to surprise some people this year. Has that been your pick every year since he's been drafted? <laughs> Listen, we'll have to ask Matt Pickett about that. I don't keep track of these things. That's not my job. That's Matt's job. Okay, just curious. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I, I really can't. I, I think a guy that is going to have a good year, and um, it seems sort of obvious, but I still haven't seen people talk about him, is Preston Smith. Uh, I think he's going to be somebody that on the defense they can consistently look to um, and while they're bringing in some newer young guys and, you know, obviously they're still not just some of the rookies, but, um, some younger players from the last couple of years, he's kind of that, that core piece of veteran leadership. And, um, I think he surprised a lot of people the last year and, um, is going to do the same this year. I mean, should I go with the obvious answer that everybody wants me to say? <laughs> Yes, you should, Steve. Just listen. Lean into it. It's our first week back. Lean into it, man. Man, I, I'm excited to see what kind of leap Quay Walker can make. Uh, legitimately, like, I think he surpasses Devondre Campbell this year, and it becomes that full-on leader of the defense. I think, you know, he understands he made some mistakes at the end of the year, and those are things that cannot happen again. And I'm sure that he's got some leadership behind him that was telling him all of those things. So I'm really excited to see what this kid can do. Like if the game starts to slow down even more for him and all the plays that he made last year and this game slows down, like, man, that kid can really fly. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do. So um, I'll just, I'll make it simple and do that. So guys, that's, uh, that's all the questions we have. So I, I, I have know a question. I, oh, damn it. 
there it is. What was no? What was your guys's favorite thing that you did during our break? Oh man, um, put us on the spot, Sarah. Damn. Yeah, I don't. Those Zelda game just came out, so I've been playing, <laughs> playing the new Zelda game. That's been cool. <laughs> I got one of those uh, 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 pole saws, like the chainsaw on a stick, little mini chainsaw on a stick. Did some yard work with that, and just felt like felt like a god. That was that was fun. Um, yeah, again, I don't have a lot. I mean, I told you, I moved into a new apartment, and it's been way, 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 way better. Um, the last place I was in was wasn't the nicest place I've ever lived in my life. So this feels like a huge upgrade for me. So moving to this place has been pretty cool. Um, and then I guess the, the fun part, one of the fun things too, is that we bought a giant seven foot um, beanbag, like chair for the kid's room. One of the qualifiers is that it does not come with a fill. It doesn't come with filler. So you have to fill it yourself. And so I was reading and as people are talking about like, oh, you put blankets and pillows and whatever in there. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Okay. (laughs) I wildly underestimated how many pillows need to go fill a seven foot beanbag. So shout out to Target because they have $4 pillows. They literally have $4 pillows. And so I was there today and I bought, I bought six of them. And then I put a, like one of my blankets like that I don't use now. And I put six of those in and we looked at it and we're like, wow, that's not nearly enough. <laughs> so we went back, we went back today and bought 12 more pillows for four at $4 a pop. You're it's on still, a list now, Steve. It's You're on a government not, list now. Gosh. Still, still not enough in there. <laughs> it's it's enough to sit on. It's okay, but it's definitely not enough. So my kids are joking, like, "What time are we going to Target tomorrow to buy more pillows, Dad?" <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they clocked you. They were like, "This guy, he can't even get us a beanbag so. couch or chair, whatever it is." No, they love it. This fun, like they've been doing cannonballs into the thing the whole damn time. It's awesome. Like that's, that's how we're amazing. gonna read. Yeah, we're gonna read our books there now for the. Uh, we can all fit into the the, the beanbag <laughs> thing together. So, but still, more pillows are needed. So, love that. Yeah, yeah I was curious. Like Dusty mm-hmm. said, I know we were all busy, so we didn't we didn't DM as much. So I was just curious what you guys were up to. Mm-hmm. Steve's just buying a lot tar- of pillows. Apparently. Target runs left and right, man. Left and right. Not enough pillows. They can't stock them fast enough. But uh, yeah, I think that'll do it, guys. Let's. Uh, Dusty, you got any final thoughts for us? Yeah, I've been working on a lot. I've been trying to kind of get back in the swing of things. So I've been guesting on some podcasts. I did uh, well, Tyler Brook. Uh, I think, Sarah, you mentioned something earlier about. Packers offense and how that might look. So I, I Tyler Brook over Acme Packing Company, who I've, I've, I've always been a big fan of. Uh, we got a chance to talk on his YouTube channel and broke down a couple clips of some concepts we might see from the Packers uh, this year. And I also did something for that on my sub stack in terms of just it's like four or five clips, some from the Packers and some not from the Packers in terms of 
love at the helm. Here's some stuff we might see and some kind of reasoning behind it. So that was, that was a fun thought experiment. It's a question I've gotten asked a lot. So it was kind of fun to do something with that. So that was awesome. Uh, Tyler having me on and then uh, Clayton over at Packers Total Access. I was on his podcast this past week talking about uh, this series I'm working on now over at Cheesehead TV uh, call sheet series, which that new one's out today where I'm kind of going through down and distant situations and what worked for the Packers this past year and kind of talking through some of that. And so I've got a got to finish that up uh before uh before that's out i guess because i got most of that done but yeah i mean i've just just kind of been guesting where people have asked me to guess and trying to get back in uh get back into writing i've got a couple things got a series of our packer report i need to keep kind of work on again it ate one of my posts so i kind of scrapped it and now i've not had uh not really had the motivation to get back on there but i need i need to do that again so i've been it's been a little busy this offseason. Work's been crazy, and so it's been tough to find the time. But I've been trying to get back in the swing of, of writing about football again. So it's been, awesome. it's been fun. Sarah, yeah, I have I have no final thoughts except that this was a ton of fun, and I'm glad that we're back. And, yeah, I'm sure next week we'll, we'll panic and realize that we don't have a lot to talk about. But that's okay. We always, you know, famous last words before we record, Steve goes, oh, this should be a short one. Here we are an hour later. It happens every single time. Uh, Dusty and I told him it was going to happen and, you know, we're, we're an hour in, but that's why I love doing this because no matter what time of the year, we always find something funny to talk about and we love talking Packers too. So thanks everybody for listening and for the warm welcome back. Yeah, I'll, uh, my final thought, just that May is mental health awareness month. Um, and, my company does some some really cool stuff with it, and I'm actually hosting a town hall tomorrow, talking about mental health in the workplace. And awesome. So I'm really excited about it. So, kind of just want to talk just a little bit about that. And if you guys, like we've said before in the past, if you ever need to talk about anything, whether it's football, whether it's life, whether it's anything, we've all said our DMs are open and more than willing to chat with, with anybody who needs just a, a friendly ear to listen. So um, that, that stays true continually for all of us. So um, for on Twitter, that's at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher, for at Steve Perhatch, and at Packet A Podcast. But we love, we love that you guys are here listening to us. We're happy to be back and so excited for a new Packers season. So thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week, which is – Amazing to say, um, but as always, go pack, go. The right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.